It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Here we are for the second episode of season six. I just got the first episode out today, so hopefully this week I can get it out a little sooner. Maybe before the season starts on this one? (laughs) Yes, yes. My goal is to absolutely have it out by Thursday, but I'm really trying to have it out by Wednesday. But, you know, you can understand that last week there were a lot of things going on, a lot of things to pay attention to, and the last thing I really wanted to do was pour through an episode, and it was like a raw episode of about an hour and 40 minutes of us bitching and complaining about hockey because last week there were some really, really more important things than hockey going on. So I was pretty transfixed by the news for a few days and just completely in disbelief, but also like, yeah, man, we, we could not be paying attention anymore, but this is what happened. All I can say is, is how ridiculous is it that the first time, the first time since the War of 1812, the Capitals overrun, it is led by a man wearing a dead coyote on his head. His body tattoos are huge and um, look awful, but I applaud him for being able to handle that much pain. Torso tattoos. A lot tattoos. of ink, a lot of needles yeah. there. And heavy shading, too. Like all, like what was it? It looked like a sorry, you know, like the game of sorry. Sorry. Looked like he had like a sorry piece tattooed on his his belly. Well, you know, uh, crystal meth is a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, it is. And I'd like to blame the meth on this one. But I think the meth might be an innocent bystander here. (laughs) (laughs) Meth is like, yo, don't bring me into this, guys. Leave me out of this. Right. You know, we should really stop insulting crystal meth and syphilitic uh, syphilitic bags of dicks and various things that we insult on this podcast. I mean, um, that's true because a bag of syphilitic dicks can't cause any harm because they're they're now severed by virtue <laughs> of being in a bag. <laughs> whereas, whereas Patrick Kane's entirely capable of harm. Oh, my God. Do you know that he bred? He fucking Aww. bred, man. Consensually? Yes. He has a girlfriend. Consensually? Whoa. Um, it looked like it. The pictures that I saw. Did she, you sure she wasn't like blinking torture or something? You know, <laughs> help me. They were, they were still. He, he thinks it's consensual. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Yeah, those are just depressing. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Oh God, this is this is not how I thought we would start this out today, but. <laughs> Um, we're laughing it's better than last week already (laughs) it is it is yes patrick kane has successfully bred there you go but you know while we're on the the this topic of breeding pasta has also have a little couscous (laughs) god i'm so i i want to be so happy because i'm usually so happy for the bruins players when they're having little kids and stuff but he's already a kid (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it feels wrong. I don't know why. This is the first thing that popped in my head, but he's not married. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that doesn't really. Oh, God. You know, yeah. that that did pop into my head. But mm-hmm. that's also really dumb because like. I'm pretty sure to, I'm pretty sure Tuka and his wife weren't married yet when they had their first two. I know. And, yeah, exactly. But Tuka was older. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, except for, like, my brain also just tries to wrap around it and, and just try to, to figure it out. And so I did do that. But I'm just like, how many members of your own fucking family were not married and they had kids? And they had kids when they were young. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Why yeah, why yeah. is that a hang up? That's not a hang up. I'm just I'm worried that he, he's so adorable. Is he going to be less adorable now because he's going to be a daddy? I mean, Brad became more adorable as I mean when he became a dad. Mm. I would argue. Granted, Brad had a pretty finite adorability before that, so really I, only one direction to go. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I just. I don't know. I just that's that was the thing that worried me. I was just like, is he going to be less adorable? Because I I can't take that. This off season, we had a couple of engagements. We uh, Brandon Carlo pi- finally put a ring on it. He's going to get married probably next summer. 
or whenever whenever they have time. Chris Wagner did the same. Going to get married, you know. I was going to say, now that they're actually living in the same place, I'm assuming it's only a matter of time before Coyle and his girlfriend actually uh, tie the knot. Uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, actually, it turns out, like, I guess she came over from Minnesota with him, but uh, she's a model, so she's all over the place. But, yeah, right. I mean, come on, Charlie. Just <laughs> get married already. It, it, it's good. Just do it. I don't know why it's very important for me that the Bruins players settle down, but go ahead. Get married. It's good. But, you know, Brandon Carlo was like, when he did his, like... Yeah, he did some kind of like Zoom call at some point and he was just like, oh, yeah, I've been back for a while because my my uh, my fiance came back and, and she really missed the dogs. And he kept. Oh, yeah, it was on The Athletic. That's where. I, so he was uh, he was talking. The whole interview was just basically like, yeah, she missed the dogs. So I came back, you know, <laughs> and the dogs are very important to the two of them. So I understand that because, you know, being a dog owner and not. Being a, a parent of a fur baby. I know what that's like. We have skipped over introductions and everything. It's great. I'm VA. I'm here with Jeff. Howdy, hi. And Nick. Hey. Yes. So, yeah, we already started off a lot better than last week. So, bravo. Bravo to us. <laughs> Let's see. We've talked about syphilitic. Syphilitic bags of dicks or bags of syphilitic dicks. We talked about Patrick Kane breeding, which is not something I thought we'd talk about today, but we did. And we briefly mentioned the insurrection that happened this week. And that is like the last I really want to talk about it here. So last week, very, very just bonkers week out of my mind. Last Yesterday, I felt like complete shit. I felt like I was just drugged could not keep my eyes open at times not feeling well today i feel fine whatever i don't get it i really was thinking like oh no how many signs of covid do i have oh my god yeah i know because they're all just so common you know so i'm like Mm -hmm. can i smell this okay i can smell this um but i was worried because i was exhausted and the only time I've better, ever been that exhausted is when I'm really very sick. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had mono, and mono will do that to you. So, who knows? It might be latent Epstein-Barr virus. I don't know. But I was just exhausted. So, today, it's a lot better. So, I'm much more ready to talk about the Bruins, kind of. So, basically, last week, we did a lot of shit-talking about Zaboral. And as it turns out, from what little I I did look at other things this week, you know, Zaboral is making a case for himself in camp. More than that, it's, uh, if you ask, based on what a lot of the, the uh, beat writers are saying, he's basically a, a shoe-in for opening night's third-pairing lefty. You know what? Good! Not necessarily because he deserves it, because it's clearly what Cassidy intends on doing. However... Mm. The bottom line is he only has to beat out John Moore. And if you Remember can't when... beat out John Moore, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> Remember when John Moore was like decent for one season? I mean, he was like a first round pick once and like yeah. he was part of a Rick Nash trade <laughs> and he was part of both yeah. the Rick Nash and Keith Yandel trades. Oh, that's <laughs> a lovely little uh, tidbit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then Arizona decided to not qualify, and that's how we ended up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That should have yeah, been right a after getting time him, right, right after getting him as part of the return in the in, in the Endel trade. It was really strange. That is very strange. Because he's not he that was like old. 24. Yeah. He was 24 and established unambiguous NHL or just not necessarily a good one. <laughs> in any case, that's happening. Also interesting. Jeremy Lausanne top pair appears to be the top pairing lefty. If you had asked me if that was a possibility, I would have said no. Truth be told, I would have been less surprised to see Zaboral up there. I thought that could be what? a possibility. I thought that Grizzlick would be the shoe in for that. But then you've got two guys who are fairly mobile, I guess. So that's not what Cassidy likes to do. No, no. He, he no, likes I to guess... try for, for, for safe and risky. But the problem with that is, uh, sure, Lausanne is, is a stay-at-home guy, but 
He's not safe. So that's basically still like just expecting McAvoy to do both the safe and risky. Mm-hmm. Which he's absolutely capable of, but like you still need someone being safe for when he is being risky. Well, Lozon's pretty tough, though. So maybe he wants a tough guy on the, on the top That's here. true, and I will say his low point in the bubble was, you know, when he got checked by a ref. <laughs> I mean, that was fucking, that, that was hard to watch because it led directly to a goal during, during the absolute carnage blowout, right? Yeah. But. <laughs> I, I did not remember that. You know, I, I got to tell you, I did not expect Matt Grizzlick to be second pairing, but I, I like it. I like it. Um, and I, everyone's saying Grizzlick's been absolute on fire all camp. Yeah, I, I think Grizzlick as the second uh, on the second pair is a great, great fit for him. Second I guess pair the, and top and then top power play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose the Bruins' thought is, well, we have a top pair because we have McAvoy, so let's just share the wealth as much as possible. We we won't have an elite blue line. We just won't. <laughs> But I guess, I mean, we have the best board. We have a cheap blue line is what we have. Yeah. We have what top three goaltending pair in the NHL. Well, it's a, we'll be conservative. Say top five. Top five. They won the Jennings last year. Absolutely. Top five goaltending pair. And then probably the best first line and hopefully the best third line. Well, yeah. Um, uh, Dom Lucicin on uh, The mm-hmm. Athletic has it projected as one of the best third lines. Like mm-hmm. the third best or something like that. Okay. I can believe that. So the, the third line, as it looks right now, is... Coyle with Craig Smith on the right and Nick Ritchie on the left. Again, the beat writers have been saying, you know, cautiously positive things about Ritchie. The only red flag is that he's considerably slower than the other two. And so he's going to have to be real choosy on his roots. Mm-hmm. And being slow with two guys that are really strong four-checkers doesn't seem like, a, it does, doesn't seem like that promising a thing to me. Like, yeah, a slow winger can work better with Krejci than with Coyle because Coyle's a cannonball right down the ice, whereas Krejci will, you know, get to the blue line, stop, and let everyone catch up mm-hmm. and can do that, right? <laughs> if you wanted to do like Bruce Cassidy does, play the blender game, if Richie isn't working out on a particular night, bring up Anders Bjork from the fourth line. Which I'm actually kind of excited to see him on the fourth line because I sort of halfway through last season, it sort of occurred to me, he's like... You know, he reminds me of, like, both Dan Paye and Richard mm. Peverly to different degrees. He's not as good as Peverly. I don't think he ever will be. He's probably better than than Dan Paye. And I'm okay with a Paye, with Pev's Light or Paye Plus, whichever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, it's fast. Pev's he kills Burley. penalties. <laughs> Earlier in the week, they the beat writers seemed to be pretty excited about the Frederick Corelli-Wagner uh, line. And then Bjork got substituted in there for Frederick, obviously, because Bjork has more standing and, and has actually played NHL more more extensively, I guess we'll say. Look, we need speed. We need people who can uh, can get down in the, the offensive zone from their own defensive zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that those three guys can do that. And like, Honestly, like Bjork's, that's going to be a significant improvement of line mate for Corelli and Wagner over Nordstrom, who was bad last year. And Lindholm, who is, I mean, he's just some guy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's well. (laughs) Lindholm allows Corelli to go on to the the left wing. And Corelli, when he's playing well, not through a groin injury that he had all last year, when he's playing well, he's faster. Well... (sighs) Here's the deal with Lindholm. He's best when he's neither being seen nor heard. If you're seeing or hearing him, that means something's going wrong. Oh, my God. So that's like a child of wasp parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, look at the list. He's like, oh, Lindholm's on the rice today. Oh, I haven't noticed it. That's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, you did it messed up. Good job. <laughs> that's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. There you go. And really, honestly, that's the least that you can do. Just don't mess up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, those three guys rotating, I mean, you're going to see some rotations. There are going to be some games where they run Frederick over, over Bjork, probably. I mean, it's probably going to, that's going to be the matchup game. Mm-hmm. There are going to be injuries. Like, I bet we see Frederick on the, Frederick as fourth line left wing against, say, the Caps. Mm. Oh, when you need a little uh, muscle? Uh, yeah, you know, the Tom Wilsons, the TJ Oshies, Zidane Charles. Of the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm still angry. 
I'm still angry. I mean, okay. like you could hear my soul break while I said it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the, <clears throat> the and, pictures, I guess, more pictures came out of Chara wearing a, a Caps uniform, and that was just image. weird. That the mugshot, just, like, just like the Krug in the yeah. blues curse images, and I've um, such. The mugshot, mm-hmm. aka yeah. the roster picture. Chara doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy. He never really looked happy as a Bruins guy, but he looked like formidable or whatever. And this one, he looks like, I'm here. It just looks wrong, man. Looks wrong. Coach of, of the Capitals is La Violette, right? Yeah. yeah, he likes to play a heavy game. I said, if you want to play a heavy game, the Caps are the team to coach then. Because, like, again, it's a lot of meat on that roster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to tell you, though, I'm looking forward to the, the matchups against Philadelphia. For whatever reason, I just am. Not just because of Gritty. It's not just because of Gritty. Because I'm I'm always excited to see Gritty. But I, I'm just really excited about seeing, you know, how many games is it against them? Seven games this year against them? Well, that's going to be fun. I oh, think yeah. So. I mean, I'm not, not necessarily pumped about facing Carter. Yeah, third season in the league, Carter Hart, that many times. But they're an interesting team. Bruins get to battle against the Buffalo Sabres for seven games this this season, right? And, you know, that and the, the Devils, they're going to beat up on those teams. It's going to be fun to see them have a challenge. And I think that the Flyers give them the biggest challenge this year. Honestly, Washington, who knows? Who knows what that's really going to be like? Because they started to solve Holpe and Holpe's gone, right? So now they have, what's his name, Samsonov? Samsonov, yeah. yeah. And Ilya. they don't have a clear backup could be craig anderson could be if they, somebody else. if they sign if they decide to sign him basically it's if they have some other guys that are hope trying to take it um phoenix copley you know with the misspelled first name That's so weird spell it right man yeah, it's, it's that's actually more obnoxious than morgan riley being having riley spelt wrong yeah well morgan riley that's not his or his parents fault that's somebody else's fault you know what i yeah. mean but when you choose to spell your child's name wrong. Do you think they chose it or do you think they misspelled it on the paperwork? Ooh, that's a fun thing to ponder. <laughs> and and, uh, and, if they, and if they did, I kind of respect the, de- the determination to refuse the fact that they'd fucked up. It's like, nope, like, we're just going to pretend like this nope. happened intentionally. Look, look, I, I don't want to make this guy Oprah, okay? Because, you know, Oprah was not supposed to be her name. Her name was supposed to be Orpa. But Oprah, how? It's much better. It's a great name. It is Mm -hmm. a great name. I don't know why there aren't more children named Oprah. Maybe it's just because she's just singularly phenomenal, and maybe that's just how it should be. Yes, you know why is there not more ninety nines in hockey? Why isn't there more kids named Sting? You just can't. (laughs) You can't copy that. <laughs> but apparently, you can't even have the number ninety-eight. Oh, that's that's dumb. Oh, like, that's some fucking stupid. <laughs> it's too like, close. Like to- I see stuff like that. I'm like, is Jim Matheson just fucking with all of us at this point? Like, is he, is he just being bad for the sake of for, for the sake of Clay for, for for the sake of laughing at everyone that calls it tells him he's being bad because like that's. That's some high parody of old school dumb shit hockey hockey reporter right there. I don't like, know, like, like like some sort of um uh, Damian Cox bot would would tweet something like that. <laughs> God, Damian Cox, I can't stand that dickhead. I forgot, I, ha- I forgot he existed. My life was going all right. <laughs> It'll go all right again. It'll be yeah, fine. Right, yeah. Okay, so let's. I guess we'll pull it back. Phoenix. Oh God, spell your name right. Okay, so. <laughs> Who knows what's going on with the uh, the Capitals uh, goaltending? That's true. We have to see how that whole thing shakes out with uh, Anderson. Yeah, see, yeah, playing Pens is always fun. Philly will be interesting. Islanders are just gonna be fucking obnoxious. I mm. have I have no reason to watch anymore. I mean, not that I ever saw Johnny Boychuk play for them ever. Even when I went down to a game, he wasn't playing. I saw his sides. But I That's cool. Yeah, but no, Johnny. We already we already talked about Johnny last week, so it's fine. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I'm I'm not excited about seeing the Isles. So and the Rangers. Uh, uh, it's Barry Trounce. They don't play watchable hockey. 
They're not quite like Guy Boucher unwatchable, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be really great to have this new temporary alignment this year for the Bruins. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy something different. Yes. 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 Glad that Tampa Bay is elsewhere. Glad that Toronto's elsewhere. We'll see you when we see you. I have mixed feelings on Montreal being elsewhere. Eh, what are you going to do? Hey, it means the Bruins could face Montreal in the finals, right? It, they could. They could. That Historically, be... that feels like a thing I don't want. <laughs> oh, no. I really want that. I want that. I want that. And I want, like, Guy Lafleur to just, like, come back and play for the, uh, for the Habs, and the Bruins will bring back uh, Brad Park. I want Brad Park, number 22, to come back. And they'll, they they actually play. I want that to happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. And John Scary sings both national anthems. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Wish list so, uh, time. Circling yeah. back to Zabora Lozon. Yes. <laughs> this is something I was thinking about today. No, no, no. This is a question I wanted to ask earlier. We yeah. moved on too quickly. Okay, what do you guys think is more likely to more likely to do? I want to say succeed or fail. It doesn't matter. Pick one. Lozon first pairing D or Zaboral NHL D. Which one's more likely to fail? Uh, I lean Lozon myself. <laughs> look, the stakes aren't really high if Lozon fails at that. I mean, you do have to figure out who's going to be the top D on the left side, but it's not a huge, huge problem. But I think Zaboral is the more important thing right now, maybe potentially to Don Sweeney more than anybody else, that he work out. If he did so well in the AHL last year and he's finally getting his NHL shot and he blows it, that's going to be terrible. But you know what? I know that last week I said I wanted everything to burn. This week I'm, I'm a little bit better, maybe about 5 or 10% better where I don't want things to burn anymore. So I'm not going to root against Zaboral. Not quite bought in, but I don't want him to fail. So I think it's more likely that Lozon does not stay in that spot. Which then comes to the question, I guess at that point, does Grizzly move up? Or has Zaboral shown himself enough to move up? Probably not all the way. That is a very interesting question. If I were Bruce Cassidy, I would do everything I could to keep... Grizz and and McAvoy separated for now, and then in the playoffs, you bust mm-hmm. out that combo, man. Yeah, just, just like, throw it down. Just throw it down in matchup situations, defending late leads, etc., yeah. etc. Right, right. I mean, remember when it was like you know, Claude would be like, okay, these are our defensive pairs, and then the playoffs would start, and it's like, it's gonna be Char and Seidenberg. And it was, oh yeah, you're like they were like, okay, it's playoffs, Char Seidenberg. Like it just like. We just, it just, that's just what they did. Oh man, I loved it. It was so good. I miss Seidenberg's butt. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm, I miss his smile. (laughs) His very tentative smile, like, looking at me. (laughs) So Kevin Miller beat out um, uh, Connor Clifton too. You know, Believe it or not, that doesn't surprise me because I just Connor Clifton was just Kevin Miller, just younger and kind of oh cool. He has a cool nickname, Cliffy Hockey. So the fact that they're if Kevin Miller really is healthy, which is surprising, like they're the same player to me. One punches, the other one gets punched. <laughs> I mean, one thing that's getting lost a lot of the chatter around Kevin Miller's return is the forgetting this, like, people are saying he was never that good. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm guilty of hating Kevin Miller in the past, but, like, before his injury, those last couple seasons, he was getting it to good go third pair. He's, a, yeah. he's astonishingly fast for a man of his size. Mm-hmm. With pretty with pretty good edge with pretty good edging, not bad hands, not great, but he's a third pairing of stay at home defenseman. His hands just need to you know be able yeah. to hold the puck competently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I would play Kevin Miller back to back nights. If you want to continue having a Kevin Miller into the playoffs, and I think that's a big thing. What they got Brock Miller in is to be playoff third pairing right D. Also, without Kevin Miller, the, the penalty kill starts getting concerning. Mm. <laughs> okay, not rooting against him, right? But I'm just saying, 
All you have to do is hit that one game mark, Kevin, and one of your bonuses kicks in. <laughs> I was going to say, someone's eventually going to hit him in the spot that makes him come apart like a Rock'em Sock'em oh, robot, right? I hope Ooh. not. Look, I, I, I hope that he can escape injury-free. That would be good. You know, it's really hard for any player to escape the season without injuries. But if you do get an injury, don't be to your knee or your neck. Yeah. No more breaking yeah. the hyoid bone. Yeah. This is true. I have not listened to last week's episode yet. I do apologize. <laughs> it I'm just sure dropped this morning. Like four hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't feel bad at all. But I'm sure it was mentioned that Kevin Miller was uh, brought back for more money than Chara signed with Washington. Oh, yes. Um, that's not Kevin Miller's fault, obviously. This guy has been working extremely hard to stay fit, try to get back in the lineup. I, I am not rooting against him. I am not rooting against the Bruins. No, I want to see a redemption story. Well, like, like, how amazing I, I, if he actually comes back and he's, he's, he's just pretty good. Master just pretty good. Guy. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. If, if he plays the se- plays more than eighty yeah. percent of the se- of the games this season, he's a shoe in for the Master Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's his if he makes the if he makes it through. Yeah, Jeff, you are drinking Soda Stream. Yeah, I have some for my mom for Christmas. It only came like Wednesday because reasons. But yes, oh, I'm. I didn't know we had a corporate sponsor. Awesome. No, no. tell me more about Soda Stream, please. <laughs> We don't, <laughs> but oh, you know, so it's kind of entertaining watching it do its thing. Like it's fun. Uh, <laughs> do you have to constantly push a button, or do you just like push no, a button? No, there's three it doesn't... settings for like um, uh, kind of carbonated, very carbonated, and like, uh, you sure? You, are you really sure about this carbonated? Um, <laughs> I've only used that one once, and there was just like, I don't think there's a reason to do this because it just uses the it empties the CO2 tank too fast. So I've been, you know, the middle one. <sighs> Mm. So what? But I'm, play- not happy. I'm, I'm happy enough with it, and the uh, I thought there hadn't been you know proper like seltzer flavorings, but there are some that without without that are unsweetened, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I got a lemon, an orange, and a raspberry one that came with it. But yeah. ooh, if you had a lime, you could make a raspberry lime. Ooh. When I was a kid, I used to get these things called New York seltzers, right? So it's like a little bottle like this, and it's like I got one like. I don't know, sometime last year, and I drank it, and I was like, holy crap, why is this called seltzer? Because this is just soda pop. I just didn't remember the experience, mm. right? But it's like, oh, my God, it's soda, right? Like, just like, it's like uncolored cola to me. And I'm just like, no, no, I, I can't do that again. So it's like, you know, I'm getting very precious about my polar seltzer water. And this week, they did not have my raspberry lime because I was like, oh. <gasps> which one I'll get. I'll get my raspberry lime because I have a very small amount of space on the new refrigerator's door. So I have to get cans. So like I had to get orange vanilla and I know orange vanilla is very, very good, but it was not what I wanted. So that's fair. Yeah. So I mean like they're all good, but like when I'm, when I'm down, all I end up bringing back is like an entire case of liter bottles of orange vanilla and then several, and then several packs of cans of the cranberry lime. Oh, the cranberry lime is so good. Yeah, I, I prefer the cranberry <laughs> lime myself. I, I like to go between the cranberry lime and the raspberry lime as my go-tos, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, because uh, Glenn likes to joke that basically if something is raspberry flavored, then I want it. And I, it's because I love raspberries, man. I love the cranberry lime one because it kind of bites back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very dry. I love it. So, so yeah, I was just noticing, like, I just saw the bottle. I'm like, oh, that's a soda stream because I looked at one really briefly this week. So, um, yeah, it's a very new addition. Huh? Okay. Came so, so stupidly late. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, you got my card very late. I think the day after this came in, this came, yeah, this came Tuesday because I called my mom on Wednesday night because uh, that just sort of seemed like the time of day, the time of time you call home when you live out of the country, you know, mm. again, yeah. without further elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. Between us, uh, the USPS and Canada post, who knows when anything's going to get anywhere. All right. So, they did do scrimmages on, on Thursday and Friday, and therefore they had, like, Saturday off after that. And I think today might have been optional. I don't think it was. And we're not supposed to read into the scrimmage teams from yesterday because they were structured. So one was going to be penalty killers heavy 
and one was going to be penalty power players heavy, which is why Studnica wasn't on the top line yesterday, but was on Thursday. Which, incidentally, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to start up. I was going to say that traditionally our, our top line would be Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak. But David Pasternak is still a month out or so, maybe three weeks out with uh, with his shoulder injury. So, you know, from the, the rehab from that. So, basically... Isn't it a hip injury, I thought? Is it a hip? I thought it was a shoulder. Because they said it... So it was I thought the shoulder was McAvoy. Maybe I got the two of them backwards. I don't know. One of us does. Because <laughs> McAvoy had off-season surgery, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever injury it is. Yeah, they said labrum, and when I went to look it up, it, it seemed like it was a shoulder injury. So. Okay. But I could be wrong. I, you know what? It's fine. He had hip a surgery. Labrum. Hip, hip labrum, oh. according to uh, Cap Friendly. Okay, hip labrum. I'm sorry. I apparently didn't. We're all right, her. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it, it just goes to show you that it's been about 20 years since I've actually taken an anatomy class. So I'm sorry. I disappointed you. <laughs> I'm not up on my muscle groupings. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to go flog myself later. So right now, he's not going to be in it. It looks like Brad Marchand is back in it because he went from no contact on the first day of skating Monday to full contact on Tuesday, taking lots and giving lots of contact on Tuesday. So Marshy's in. He almost got in a scuffle with Wagner, I believe, as well. I think, is that yesterday? <laughs> oh, well, you know, that was probably joking and fun. Oh, yeah, of course. You probably just, you know. Unless it was the Walpole welcome. Boom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Remember, there was like a few hours this summer where NHL.com had mistakenly put out a tweet saying that Chris Wagner was from Wellesley. (laughs) What are they going to do next? Say he's from Woburn? (laughs) (laughs) Saying he was from Woburn would be a little bit closer than saying Wellesley. Walpole is not exactly like Wellesley. Wellesley is very, very she-she. I used to work, you know, down the street from Wellesley. He was born at Newton Wellesley Hospital. Yes, but that does not make him from Wellesley. It's just put it that way. I mean, if that's the case, then all small towns would never have anyone from those small towns. I was going to say, like, born Providence, that doesn't fucking count. (laughs) Yeah. Never lived there. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you know, he he grew up in Walpole. There you go. I don't know why you'd be born at Newton Wellesley Hospital, but there you go. I was actually born in Newport. So, yeah. Uh, But technically, I was born on, like, U.S. government property in Newport. Military hospital, eh? Yep. Born (laughs) in military hospital. So, there you go. And that hospital, as it was, does not exist anymore. It's a much bigger facility and rebuilt. But anyway... Not really important. Okay, so I just wanted to make fun of that because I thought that was funny because everybody, like, lost their shit. You're like, he's from Walpole, you heathens! (laughs) He's the mayor of Walpole, not Wellesley! They took the tweet down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, so, yeah, so vying for that temporary spot next to Bergeron is Jack Studnika and... Jack Stadnika. Okay. He's really been the only contender for that particular position at any point in time. Um, And that's actually an important thing to discuss here. Based on this camp and usage, the team, I think, has officially given up on Zach Sinishin being a thing. Mm. He's only – he's been – from what I've been able to read from beat writers and stuff, he's basically ends up on line with like Matt Philippe and Greg McKegg most practices, most practices and stuff. Former so Carolina Hurricane a, legend, or like, right? like yeah. Cam Hughes, like the collection of guys that just ain't fucking doing it. <laughs> and the team doesn't seem to have really tried him higher up the food, higher up the food chain either. Which is interesting because Pasta being out was supposed to be Sedition's last great chance, shot chance to have a kick at the can. Hmm. He's another one of those 2015 guys, isn't he? He is. Oh, that's not looking good. No, that, the interesting that... thing is that pick didn't look that bad in the first two years after the after, it looked bad at the draft, but then the next two seasons, while he was still in the OHL, it looked like a half decent pick. 
and then he went pro and it just didn't make and it just didn't didn't take yeah it's so hard drafting is so speculative and then it really depends on how the player develops after that right so Mm -hmm. and there's always an upper limit for everybody some people are just super talented and they can make the most of everything through hard work and stuff but other people they need more hard work like brad marshan needed a lot of hard work you know not to say he didn't have the talent but it took him a while to get to the point where he was a hundred point scorer right he was he doesn't full-time nhler until the last year of his elc which was 2011 yeah here's the other thing about brad marshan you know he had the the hernia surgery in the off season and he said that he had been functioning at about 80%. For like three or four seasons. Yeah, and I'm just like, the 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 year that he scored 100 points, he was at 80%. 80%. And then last year, the other side gave out. So well, basically, basically, when he jumped from 60 to 80, 60 points to 85 points is like when he, he's about the time range he says he's been playing only 80%. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Right. But, you know, like I said, you know, he has a a certain amount of talent, but he also worked his ass off to get there. So what is up? What, what is going on with Sinishin? What, what is the problem? He just doesn't have it. Like is this that little, you know, those couple of games he played last fall before he got in, before he got injured, he kind of looked like there was something there for a third line right wing. Then that injury happened, and the team just never circled back to it. And I don't really understand why, because, I mean, maybe now it's changing, but, like, you know, Bruins really seem to want to be determined to make Carson Kuhlman a thing, and I just think he's not. Yep. I forgot Carson Kuhlman existed. He hasn't played a game in camp yet. Oh, okay, well, I don't feel Neither bad. Neither Anton Bleed. Both of them have not yet participated in camp. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Why? NHL guys. Undisclosed. Yeah, both of them it's listed as just undisclosed. They're not. They haven't been participating. Like uh, Steen took a while because Steen was still self isolating. Steen's participating now. Mm-hmm. The three of them were the um, uh, camp invites that weren't there to begin with. Right. Okay. Did Steen? How old is Steen? Twenty-two. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then Studnika. Studnika. Um, sounds like... like he's looked good. He's a stud. Cassidy's going to have him killing penalties. Oh, that's awesome. Basically, I think they're trying to vary his utility. That way, if he's that good, when Pasta comes back, they're going to have to make some, do some juggling to keep him in the roster. Right. And if they're having him kill penalties. Fourth line? I kind of wonder in a Sean Corral, you should keep keep an eye over one shoulder here. (laughs) That is certainly something to, to think about. Because other, where else is he going to fit in? He's, he basically, he would if he stayed when Boston comes back, it's either Corrali or Wagner that comes out of the lineup. So Nuka plays right wing or center. He's not going to bump Kasha or Smith out or Coyle or Krejci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Although Corrali can go to left wing, so well, that all in that there's there's where there's the variability because we got two essential unknowns there in Richie and Bjork. Right. And I'm giving I'm being generous with the unknown. I know, but like. What else you got? What, what else you can do there, right? <laughs> right, right. To me, this is a good problem to have. Honestly, I really love our forward, our, our forward group. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I am a big fan. Everyone that complained that we needed to add more all off season, I just didn't understand it. I mean, I, I think I know people complain about Nick Ritchie, but it's like, what do you want from a third line? If if winger? he's the weak link in our top nine, yeah, like that's that's okay. That's, that's pretty okay. that's pretty solvable. Yeah. I just worry about DeBrusque. I know that he was re-signed, so he's not an RFA anymore, but he's got to make some steps forward here. Mm-hmm. He's got to be more consistent. You know, Don Sweeney said he wanted to see him on the penalty kill to become a more complete player. So I just feel like if you're talking about areas where you could upgrade, I'm just thinking our second line left wing is not maybe as good as I would like it to be. I I don't disagree. I've you know I've been again very very clear on this podcast. I've been kind of cool on Brusque for quite a long time, right? But <laughs> right, I, I I actually really cuffed myself there the way I said that. So I you know I feel like you you can upgrade at that position 
is is what I'm saying. So it's like when I think of like the piece that you need to make that next step to be championship worthy, which I don't think we should be talking about right now because we're talking we're talking about a really young, cheap defense right now that we don't exactly know what it is yet. We have ideas of what it is, but it could be really great. It it could be like, eh. So we shouldn't be talking about that. But I'm just saying, if you're talking about that missing piece that we were looking for, I'm I'm thinking left wing, second line. That's it. You know, you solve the right wing. Uh, well, we think we've solved the right wing second line problem, which they've had for years. We think they've solved it. They've definitely solved third wing. Uh, I mean, third uh, third line right wing. Three RW. There we go. They've solved that. So that's good. The the two left wingers on the second and third line. We don't know. We don't know what they are yet. Well, that's just it. I do suspect. Well, maybe maybe the defense somehow works out, and that's not what we're in the market for at the, the deadline. Hypothetically, obviously, it's second line. It's a second line left wing you want to go for. And then I'm looking at it right now, and there's a few decent names on some bad teams. Kyle Palmieri. Um, <laughs> Kyle Palmieri, Nikita Gusev, <laughs> Alex Iofalo. Oh my God, that's a name, Iofalo. Oof. Um, Iofalo. Krejci and Kasha. Woo! That was... <laughs> the alphabet's dupe line. The ick line. <laughs> yeah. Ick. <laughs> but, like, none of those are... But I, all those, I'm like, those would... Okay, maybe Iofalo is not, but Iofalo at least would be better than Richie on the third line, potentially. But we'll see. You never know. Like, I'm trying to be very fair to Nick Richie because, like, he came in with some underlyings that were actually kind of encouraging and then didn't have enough time to get sink in and then clearly didn't work enough during the shutdown, which, like... It's hard to blame them. Look, look, I'm <laughs> yeah. just going off what I saw in the bubble. And even after a while, I just was kind of tuning out of the bubble because uh, it was hard to watch. What I saw in the bubble was not great. <laughs> and I understand. I understand exactly. Because one, coming in uh, on the trade deadline is is hard, right? To To find your place and find your footing uh, and find your chemistry with the team. And it looked like he had some promise there. And then everything went on pause. And then he got to go back to the ranch, see his brother, who obviously wasn't working out for the Bruins. (laughs) You know, and he came back and he just didn't look great. So I'm hoping that a full season we'll get to see what Nick Ritchie is. You know? And if not, we'll be trading for Taylor Hall at the deadline. <laughs> One would hope, but I have a feeling I it's thought about be... that too. It's like he just <laughs> wants a, a nice payday and then be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the contender." That's what that deal screamed to me. Or he becomes a, a savior in Buffalo. I mean, or yeah. just skating out of line with Eichel, he's going to put a big, <laughs> big points and actually get the big payday that everyone assumed he would next year. Yeah. Right, you know, get smart. himself back into that eight, into that eight to nine million a year over a seven year conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, look, obviously Taylor Hall is is very good, a good hockey player, but I'm not sure I want to deal with that mess. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think it's his fault that calamity follows him around. And I think part of the problem is he keeps being asked to be the guy, and he's not. No, he's. He not. would not be the guy here. He's not that material. So, and I think that's the big difference. Like he was expected to be the guy in Edmonton because he was a, he was their big, they're the first of their marathon of first overalls, right? Mm-hmm. In in New Jersey, you know, he was again their best player, so obviously expected to be the guy. Then he went to Arizona, and no one, no one even knows what the fuck's going on there. So I I, I struggle to judge him. It's just I think he's been being asked to be things he's not. Okay. He'd probably kick some serious ass in that in that second line left wing position for us. Push DeBrusque down in, down onto the coil line, which like holy Ooh. forecheck. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like things are shaping up. We still have a few more days of training camp before games start happening. So a few more days to see what's happening with the with the team. I don't think they've sent anybody down on waivers yet, have they? They haven't even sent anybody any of the waiver ineligible people down, right? Like you could, like they can send down Hughes, Steen, Emma, Philippe, Lantosi, Ashan, Wolf, and the goalies at any time they damn well please. Right. But haven't sent any of them either. Hmm. The only waivers that they have to worry about would be Sinitian, Bleed, 
Vladash, Campfer, Carey, McKegg, Lindholm, based on what Cap Friendly expects to be below the everyday roster threshold. Mm-hmm. They expect Lindholm, McKegg, Carey to be the forwards on the Taxi Squad, for example. Which makes perfect sense. You put on expend you, you put expendable tweeners in that on the taxi squad. You don't put players who actually expect to be something someday there because they're not playing games. <laughs> right. So that you know the interesting thing is that if you looked at the Bruins roster right now on their website, Camphor's not listed on it. So he's been skating with the team. With yeah. the team. We were wrong. La- we were wrong last week, I think. I I actually cut it out cuz we okay, were wrong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he... Power. Huh? Yeah, it's a lot of power. (laughs) We were wrong. We cut it out. (laughs) We've revised our own errors from history. (laughs) Well, I I had the opportunity to do so, and I did. So I think that's what editing is. It's like, oh, we made a mistake, so let's cut it. Barely on topic, a metatextual podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If there is a mistake that we make, and I know it's a mistake, and I verify it, that it's a mistake, then I take it out. That's good. It's Mm -hmm. fine. You know? No big deal. So, yeah. So, I was just curious if there were any any people that were sent down. Hey, you know know what we did find out this week about the Providence Bruins, right? They are playing in a very special place. They are playing in my hometown. Oh, cool. Not Newport, Rhode Island. I don't live there but uh, anymore. But they are playing in Marlboro, Mass. Uh, at the uh, the New England Sports Center, which is a... Oh, my God. It is a complex that has eight rinks. And, Nick, like, the next time that you come up, we got to go there. Yes. I'm just going to, like, skate in every single one of them. <laughs> I've been a couple of times uh i went to see a bruins alumni game there once so that was oh, cool. fun because you know they do the charity games so that was a fun time and i met little liam did a fist bump with him oh fist bump kid yeah so and he was really little then now he's so much bigger but anyway yeah so they're gonna be playing there this this year and the real shame is that i can't go and see them i thought about standing outside and being like hey providence bruins woo but I'm not really sure about that. And and the reason why they're playing that there is because uh, one, there are a couple of reasons. One, the um, Providence Civic Center, aka the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I just call it by its old name. I'm with you on this. So. <laughs> yeah, um, the Dunkin' Donuts Center or the Dunk is uh, is a COVID testing site in Providence, mm. so they can't play there. They'd be playing there in an empty rink anyway. Nobody could get in. So the owner also owns the New England Sports Center. Owner of the team owns that. So he can just have them play at the place where he owns. You Seems know? like a kind of a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see it. I mean, presumably they'll have like an AHL TV thing going on. So we'll get to see that. Uh, but, you know, I'm a little sad because it's like, oh, my God, I could go see these games. But no, the pandemic. Oh. The pandemic ruins it. So there we go. Just had to make that announcement. All right. So there's obviously one thing that we have not talked about at all this episode. I think I know what it is. You do? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm pretty sure. It's like. It, it, it's news but we're like yeah yeah of course yeah that duh yeah i mean it's something that is so obvious and what we've been waiting for for such a long time that it's like i'm it's kind of anticlimactic in a yeah. way <laughs> patrice bergeron is now the captain of the bruins oh i thought we were gonna we were gonna uh talk about something else my mistake really no. Something silly like, you know, <laughs> second power play, the second power play unit having no centers on it or something like that, yeah. which is true. Oh, that's it, weird. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All three of them, uh, Krejci, uh, Bergeron, Krejci, and Coyle are likely at least the start of the season to be on pit, power play one. <laughs> it's because they're like, we want to just settle this, like, within the first, like, 30 seconds of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, power play two is just going to be DeBrusque, Kasha, and uh, uh, Smith and Richie just dicking around because it's like, um... So who's going to 
dish. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smith is gonna. Smith will will constantly like take shots on goals. So somebody just needs to serve someone it. Someone has to give him the. Someone has to give him and Kasha the puck though for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> McAvoy's got to do a lot of heavy lifting on you know making the puck do the go get the places it needs to be on that unit. But again, the hope is that the power plays over before that unit has an opportunity to take the ice. <laughs> Realistically, you know, when pasta comes back, right. Either Coyle or Krejci ends up back on that mm-hmm. on, on power. Play too. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that, you know, pasta had a habit last year of burying the puck within seconds, not all the time, but you know, they just knew they're like, Oh my God, if we just get the puck and the puck back to pasta right now, it's going to be done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were games where it was just like, oh, Pasta lost the puck and now it's all over the other end. But typically, you know, he was pretty good to get that puck in. So anyway, yes, we, you know what? That is a very valid point. I think things will be different when Pasta comes back. And uh, but that is less exciting than talking about Patrice Bergeron <laughs> becoming captain. And which jersey I need to get now, because I need to... I was going to say, think about all the poor bastards that got um, a Bergeron uh, alternate um, reverse retros. Yeah. And they didn't even offer an A, actually, what I heard was... uh, Really? Okay, so there was... Basically, they didn't want anyone to accidentally get an A on a jersey that he never wore the A on. Good. (laughs) I'm more upset that, you know, when they first released the jersey, they had Chara... They were selling Chara reverse retros. Which I'm just like, whoa, that's a little premature. So I'm... I mean, but like they had that thank you Chara banner uh, banner already on the outside of the garden. They were clearly expecting him to retire. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't think that, I don't think the team was prepared for him to sign somewhere else. Is is really what happened to the, what happened here? Yep. They just well... figured it's like he'll either sign with us or retire. That'll be fine. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So. um yeah, the thing about ordering jerseys online is like sometimes you have to request the A or the C, which is dumb. It's like, it, yeah, like I have I have the Men in Black third. When Glenn ordered it for me, he never had an option, or it wasn't. I mean, there was the option, but you had to put it in there to get the A. So I never got the A on mine. You know, and I don't feel like I should be putting a C on it because I feel like it's an old Jersey and that's a Jersey. Right. So I'm not doing that, but I'm just like, I was just disappointed about that. But now, now that he's the captain, I certainly want to get a Jersey with a C on it. So between that or a Marshawn or a, or a Marshawn with finally having a, finally having the a that he's deserved for like half a decade. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, so I, I got to get a new jersey. But anyway, I, I'm really happy that Patrice... He, he wasted no time for thanking all his hockey dads, too. Yeah. Yep. Led, yep. led with Marty LaPointe, of course. Well... Plus, of course, you know, Chara and Recky were the other two. Big, were, 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 those were the, fir- the, the the big three he, he uh, thanked for making him who he is. Well, he <laughs> lived with Marty LaPointe for at mm-hmm. least the first Marty year. LaPointe taught him English. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember Marty LaPointe. Um, of course, I also remember playing the Bruins on video games back in those days. And in NHL 2002, he had the hammer and the slap shot sign, which meant he could do big hits and slap shots, which playing NHL 2002, that's all you want to do. So he was one of my favorite players. Are you sure you weren't playing NHL hits? No, the NHL 2002 was very gimmicky. It also had the, like, the weird power, the weird breakaway cam and save cam. That was NHL uh, 2002. Okay, so it was almost as very... good as hits without being as, you know, hilarious as, as hits. Okay. Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bergie, of course, Bergie's very, very gracious. He's going to thank everybody. It's true. Oh, oh, he thanks lots of people. It's just those were the first three. I think he even slipped in a Joe Thornton there because, of course, Joe Thornton was his captain for a season and a month. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. My brain was a little fried by that point, so I did not watch all of that stuff. Incidentally, the intro videos when I learned, like, oh, really? Jason Allison was captain. I mean, like, those weren't good. Those weren't good times. But really? (laughs) Well, I really loved how they did it on Behind the Bee, you know, when they announced it in the room. They were like, (laughs) you know, it's pretty obvious, you know, this guy's 
really been a true leader from day one and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, come on up here, Marcy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was laugh out loud. Yeah. They, they did have a a Marcy Jersey with a C on it. I mean, like, Honestly, imagine if like they'd actually like coordinated with the two of them in advance just to do this to fuck with the league. I would so have done this if I was the team. Just like sat down with us like, okay, guys, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna briefly announce Marshy as like as captain. Everyone's gonna freak the fuck out, and then Marshy, you're gonna gracefully step down so Berkey can. It'll be all orchestrated. Oh man, they should have <laughs> done that on opening night. <laughs> they should have let Berkey, I mean, Marshy just be the captain until the actual opening night. <laughs> oh yeah, like have them ha- have them do the opening skate with the sea on jersey. <laughs> and then when and, the, and then when they come out for the face off, it's actually the, the seat's back on Bergie instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's really funny because I was looking at something. I was looking at a um a Bruins.com article from when um Chara became the captain. And it said he was the eighteenth captain in Bruins history. I'm like, what? And then, you know, Bergie's the twentieth captain. I'm like, did they count? I mean, like Chara's the size of two players. Did they count Marshy's captaincy? <laughs> the five seconds of it? <laughs> Whoa. They might have. Oh, my God. No, actually, um, Johnny Busick did two stints as captain. Oh, maybe. The old Grover Cleveland, I see. Yeah, he did like, you know, like 67. I like that reference. Yeah. Yeah, so it was broken up by a period of years. So I think that that might have been it, and it was just misdone. I mean, it's miswritten. Or, or they counted that period where Bork and um, Nifty were co-captains. Oh, yeah. Because they were co-captains for a year or two. Yeah, that was weird too. But I mean, you don't see that anymore. Well, yeah, actually, you do. Carolina did that. They did a home captain and an away captain. Wait. Yep. So well, that's just because they were waiting for for Williams to sign in season, right? And now he's retired. For real. For reals. Yeah. I still think that Brad played a part in that, so you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Mr. Game 7, if, you, if the other team won't let you get there. <laughs> Alright, all right. so, uh, you know, I I want to be really excited about the, the Bergie thing, and I will be more excited about it. I just feel like this week, it's like, when it was finally announced, it was just like, oh, yeah. my mind is not on any of this right now. Cause... Well, I was just it, trying to juggle, like you know, um, uh, like, like Bru- I, I think like the, the the height of the riot was at the same time as like the Bruins press availability, some of the players press availability. So there was a whole bunch of stuff being coming out from all the beat writers at the same time as you know the Republic collapsed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was um, what what really got me was uh, <laughs> at one point I said this would be an excellent time to announce. That, you know, they, they were deciding to trade, you know, I think I said, uh, I don't know who it was. I said they, they were going to trade him away. And then you said, no, no, it's the time that they were decided to trade Bergie away. And then I was like, then I modified it in a tweet saying Bergie, Marshy, or Pasta. <laughs> it said, no, yeah. they just announced the captaincy, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got to see pretty much the entire um, retro reverse jersey uh, uniform. Minus the helmet, which I assume will be uh, black. Which will look. look just wonderful with that big green um, uh, TD logo on it. Um, not that I actually care about this stuff. And I everyone who does are just like, yeah. it's like it's not going to be like the fucking uh, uh, Swiss League. Calm down. Yeah, as long as you don't make the uh, jerseys a billboard, I don't care. And I said, yeah, as long as we don't start looking like NASCAR out there. Yeah, or... Let's just be honest, soccer kits, I can't stand them because it's like, I don't know what team Fly Emirates is. Is it the team Fly Emirates? Who are they? Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Like, no team name, no logos. Like, what the hell are you doing, soccer jerseys? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it myself. So I'm just like, I, I don't like that. So, you know, put an ad here or there. It's fine. I don't care. Um, I, I have many other things to worry about, not... The placement of a sticker on the logo. And you named the divisions, and I don't care about that either. Hey, we got yeah. the Mass Mutual ju- Division. It's fine. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I get it. I understand why they need to do it. There I mean, it no could have been ca- worse. It could have been the Cars for Kids Division, and they didn't do that to their credit. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could. No. 
No, one time we actually had the TV on and we had it muted for some reason and that commercial came on. It's like, oh my God, we touched a bullet. So, <laughs> and yeah, so. All right, so there we are. We we are not as excited about this as we should be. Maybe next week we'll be like, yeah, let's have a party. It's so exciting. But right now we're like, yay. Well, by next week there'll have been games. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's kind of significant. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, while we're at it, why don't we start talking about the games? Well, uh, this is, uh, of course, opening week of the season. Season opens on Thursday. It's January 14th in New Jersey. Which, okay, it's a little lackluster opener, but, you know, hockey! (laughs) I'll be watching it. Um, Followed up by another game in New Jersey on um, uh, Saturday the 16th, because, you know, that's exactly what you want to do when you go to New Jersey. You stay there for multiple days. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Well, okay. Newark, maybe, yeah, you don't want to, but whatever. Oh, and they have to stay in their rooms, too, by the way. They have to... I mean, to be fair, like, again, that's probably, you can pretend you're not in New Jersey in that scenario. Um, yeah, we should talk about that next week, about the things that they have to do, but I'm not going to do it this week. Go ahead. Keep and then going. Um, they'll have one more game before the next episode's out, and that would be Monday the 18th at the Islanders. Oh. Which, are they playing, which Islanders home are they playing at right now? Yeah, all of the games are, uh, their home games are at the former Nassau or current Nassau Coliseum. So, and I, and I was about to say what the shits with that start time, but then I realized the 18th is Martin Luther King Day. Because it's a 5 p.m. Eastern time start on a Monday. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, right. It's Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's some other games that week, but I imagine the show will be out by then. I'm hoping. Mm. You know. What's the next game is probably the Wednesday, right? Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. Oh, this show will be out before Thursday. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so we don't have to talk about that one. That's fine. Um, I was gonna play a game of guess the jersey numbers, but I think I will save that until we know what the roster really looks like with the taxi squad and everything. I'm just gonna say, there's all these curveballs with all those guys coming in with new with new numbers this year. I know. I know it's so exciting. That's why I wanted to play it. But I, I want to. Uh, I have a listing of the the roster here, and I want to make it smaller, so I don't have to remember everything. This is going to be a tricky one because I do keep like the cap friendly um, depth charts open, which have jersey numbers on it. Well, you're going to have to close that or put a blindfold on. Ooh. That is less sexy than I imagined. <laughs> caught on the headset, I think, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, your microphone seems to be off. There it is. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but we're really pretty much done. So, That's true. So we can, uh, we can wrap it up, right. I think, right? Nothing else yeah. is pressing. Yeah. Okay, well, listeners... Uh, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Again, assuming it's one of the things I just said. You can talk to us on Facebook. That's at Barely on Topic Podcast. Or on Twitter, at Barely on Topic. And then, of course, buyer beware, but there are individual Twitter accounts. I, of course, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. What am I? Am I? Am I? No, I'm Nick Baggio, but I regret that. I should have been Bagel Bruin. My biggest regret in life. You should just I mean, change. You it. can actually change that without having to, without fucking with any of your followers' days. You can just actually change your at. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what I did. This changes everything. Yeah, just make sure there's no Bagel Bruin out there. Oh, there's there's only one. I don't know. Remember, I couldn't do Holy Hand Grenade. That's why the doctor came in, because oh, yeah. Holy Hand Grenade was taken by someone that's held it since 2012 and never tweeted. Oh, oh that's a but, you know, maybe they don't have it anymore because they were supposed to get rid of some of those. Yeah, events. but like at this point, I'm Dr. Hand Grenade. That seems fair. So I'm OK. okay at the time, okay. it was a bit, it was a bit irksome, but whatever. Right. Right. Well, I, I couldn't be the German hammer. So, you know, and I don't know if I wanted to be. But anyway, 
Um, oh yeah, that's me. I am, um, I'm at, oh my God. Did you know that David Backus was put on waivers? Okay. Uh, I oh, am, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. He's going to be on their taxi squad. Oh. And, um, Cor- uh, Corey Crawford retired yesterday. Oh my God. We didn't even talk about that. Well, oh, that's, that's the end of it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. He, yeah. And they have no fallbacks. Oh man, that's gonna suck for the Jersey Devils, but oh well. I mean, this wasn't gonna be a nice season for them anyway. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Maybe they can have John Moore back if they want. <laughs> I am Please. at they can have John Moore back if they want dot com. <laughs> also known as that VA from RI. <laughs> All right, Nick, you get the last word. Word. <laughs>